Welcome to the End Times Chat. Our passion is found in the words of Jesus. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Each week, you will hear news from around the world that will urge you to wake up to these events to make you knowledgeable about what the Bible says about them. Join GJ and Dan in the conversation. Yes, I am. Hallelujah. After two weeks, after two weeks. Hi, I'm GJ Reynolds. And this joker is Dan Crystal. Just in case you didn't know who we were. Just in case. <laughs> it's been two weeks. Our streak came to an end of 119 straight weeks. Yeah. I think that's a prime number. And this is 120, show 120. And uh, by the way, I'm sporting a hat. A lot of people think it's a new hat. <laughs> and uh, we've been talking about some joker. <laughs> and I say this with love. Just <laughs> walk around Dallas wearing a March to a Billion M2B hat that we've talked about several times on the show. However, I got into my uh, suitcase two weeks ago, had this little package, open it up. I had a couple of my hats in there. And guess what was in there? <laughs> the hat. <laughs> the hat. And by the way, I text Dan that I have this hat. And he thought, oh, nice hat. Like I replaced it. Yeah, it looked different. No, this is the hat. This is the hat. So nobody stole it. <laughs> I didn't lose it. <laughs> it takes a big man to recognize and to also just say that he was wrong. But I didn't hear you say that, but I'm, I'm thinking that's what you're saying. I, I don't know about being wrong. I just know <laughs> that I, I, I don't know if I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is that my wife, whenever she misplaces something, it's used the first thing that she says is, who stole my, so I think that, you know, it's it, all in good fun. All in good fun. Yeah. Hey, it's, yeah, here I am. I'm so a, so, so let, let's talk about something. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. The, there's a big elephant in the room. <laughs> all right. So where were we last week? Oh, we didn't go live. We didn't record it. We didn't do anything. Now, as we had said, Dan was studying for the bar. So he graduated in December from uh, law school, and then he was getting ready to take the bar last Tuesday. So there was this big buildup. We've talked about it almost every week. We're like, okay, we want Dan to get through this bar. So we're all excited that he was going to take the bar last Tuesday. However, Something happened. Something happened. How about you give us that story? So today's show is going to be a little different. We do have some key things to talk about, but the message today is probably more important than any message we've ever given. Once you take us back Takes to back. a week ago, Saturday, a week ago, Friday, actually. So it was Saturday for you guys. So last, last Friday night, I was ready to go. I had my bags packed. I had everything ready and my computer was, had everything, all my pencils and pens and whatever you needed to take this thing. And on Friday night, I just decided at seven o'clock, eight o'clock, I was going to stop doing anything to prepare, spend some time with my wife. So we, we had a chance to spend some time together. We're out watching a movie and around 11 o'clock, I, I had a neck massage on. And so I thought, you know, I'm just really tense. Just kind of want to get relaxed before I get on this trip. I reached down and put it down on the floor at 11 o'clock and it, I just got hit with a pretty much a ton of bricks. I would say almost immediately I sat back up had a loud ringing in my ears and I started to lose sight on my right hand side and my, my right side just kind of went and did its own thing. Like I couldn't control it. And my speech just started to get really, really slurred. And I was trying to get even two words out. I couldn't get two words out. So 
All that to say, without going into too much detail, is that I had uh, a stroke. A stroke hit me. Um, I had two, actually. I didn't find it out until later, but I had two strokes at the same time. And I've never felt like I've never felt that way before. I've never felt, I've never experienced what that feels like. And somebody said to me the other day, they said, you know, by the way, when you come that close, and, and I'm going to tell you guys how close I came to not being around anymore. And actually being in heaven, hey, and I would have beat GJ and Brian. So there you go. Trying to big league us. <laughs> trying to big league and make it to heaven before before GJ and Brian. Um, yeah. So the what happened was I, I went straight to the hospital, and within an hour and a half, I had this medicine because I'm a younger guy. I had this medicine that they gave me, and it it was a clot buster, and so it just took took my blood and made it as thin as possible. Took out any clots that were going to be there or to cause any more damage and. Thankfully, I'm here 10 days later, which I, I still can't believe it's been a week and a half. I actually feel like it's been way longer, but it's only been 10 days. And I had to keep reminding myself of that, actually. Yeah, I was down, down for the count. I um, found out that I probably had a blood clot that broke free from my leg and went through my heart. I found out I had a hole in my heart, which I didn't know I had. And went into uh, into my brain and caused the damage. So it was a right cere cerebellum stroke, and I also had a stroke in my parietal and occipital lobe, right in the junction spot where my vision is. So uh, it it was something else. I didn't think. I mean, the kind of stroke that I had, and this is what Tanya found out later, is only one percent of the strokes that actually happen, and they're usually fatal. So the fact that I'm even sitting here talking to you today and just sitting here and doing this show is a complete miracle, 100%. Absolutely, 100% a miracle. And so I'm going I'm to jump in here. So for those that don't know, Tanya is Dan's wife. Tanya is an oral surgeon, so she highly trained medical skills. So she immediately realized it and then got on. And uh, so Dan's like wandering off. Which is typical, <laughs> so nothing's changed. <laughs> and uh, she called nine one one immediately and knew knew he was having a stroke. So, so the grace of God, God had covering around him. And anyway, I got a text from Tanya. It's probably in the wee hours. Of course, you know when I woke up, I saw that. And I'm like, oh my gosh! So. Anyway, we she was really good about communicating with uh, with at least with me and Alita, my wife, and then we went into action and and had a whole prayer. I mean, I anybody I knew that knew Dan, uh, I reached out to and just said, "Hey, here's what's going on. I don't know all the details. I just know uh, he needs a prayer." So there's definitely a prayer chain. I don't know how big it was, but it, it was big. So God was definitely covering you. God was lifting you up in spite of it, and uh, it was definitely an an attention getter. Yeah. So the name of the show today is Attention Getter, and one of the things I that I thought about during this whole time frame, trying to figure out, you know, why, why I didn't really feel like I needed a lesson. <laughs> could could oh, I, well, but see, you never asked me that though. Well, I know I probably <laughs> should have asked you. You, you yeah, need a lesson. You need ten lessons. I didn't really feel like I needed a lesson in, in life. Like uh, somebody asked me the other day and they said, Hey, if you would have died, would you have left anything on the table? In other words, is there something you feel like you would have not accomplished or not done? I mean, as far as accomplish is concerned, yeah, I, I have a lot of things I still want to accomplish, but as far as my life is concerned, he was really asking me, would you have had any regrets? And I, I just said, no, I, I don't. I don't really don't think I would have. I mean, I've uh, I know that I've dedicated my life to teaching and and serving others and and just trying to help other people understand what it means to love your neighbor as yourself. And I feel like I've done that. I feel like I haven't failed at that. I mean, I haven't been perfect. There's no doubt about it. But I feel whoa, like I've, whoa, 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 uh, that's recorded. Don't worry. Go back to it. And I don't know. I just felt like uh, I, I felt like. God was just saying to me uh, through this whole thing. No, well, number one, I know the enemy tried to take me out. Hands down, 100%. The enemy means to steal, kill, and destroy. And there's no doubt in my mind that he tried to do all three of those things 
to me. But in that process, I really feel like God was saying to me, hey, if you, if you want to, uh, to fulfill what I planned for you, would you give me another six months to fulfill that in you, to be able to carry that out? Would you give me another six months? And uh, I felt like, well, first of all, I felt like there's nothing I could say, but yes, right? And what do you say to that? You don't say, well, no, I'm, I'm really not happy you did this, God. First of all, I don't think God did this to me. I think that he allows things for certain reasons. And we had a great conversation in our men's group that said, why do some prayers get answered and some prayers don't? And I just said, look, when Jesus was on this earth, he healed every disease, every sickness, even mental disorders and mental health issues, uh, demonic possession. He healed it all. But there's one thing in common with everybody he healed. They all died. <laughs> I mean, eventually they still will, They because it's appointed once to man to die. That's what the scripture says. But they still died. So why would God say yes to some and no to others? And the only answer we could really come to is because when God answers a prayer, when he does a healing, when he performs a healing, which I, I really do think he has done, that it is a sign of his miraculous power and the fact that he came to save us. So it is a sign of his messianic promise. And so I just know that for the rest of my days, I'll be able to say, I know, I knew for a fact before, but if I knew then, I definitely know now that God is more than real. He is the only one that can come and save the lost to take us to heaven. He's the only way, the truth and the life, and no man can come to the Father except through him. So that's kind of where I come, where I came to terms with it and just said, look, it's frustrating. I still have a road ahead of me of recovery. And you can't tell right now because I, you only see me from this point up, but I do have difficulty walking. So I really have to focus on that. And it's not bad. I mean, you can't really tell unless you really look closely. I, I'm trying to type as fast as I can, but I went from about 100 to 120 words a minute down to about 30. So that's quite a, quite a separation. My writing is really difficult. I feel this tension in my right-hand side that I'm just battling through and trying to make restitution for that. But the good news is, is that I'll be able to recover and it'll take time. And so time is what God asks of me and time is what I need to allow him to have. So anyway, I could keep on talking. I do have one other thing I'll talk about later, but hopefully we'll, a lot of people will hang in with us and, and get to that point. So the attention getter, I mean, we talked about this I, and I, I actually text Dan and said, I believe he's, he's trying to get your attention. Now I didn't immediately do that. So, the, so the next day, actually Dan, woo, Dan FaceTimed me and he was in the hospital, in his hospital bed. And, uh, he looked horrible. Yeah. I'm just saying it. He looked horrible. The one thing I saw, and I saw the, the emotional, you know, just what, like what just happened and all that dynamic. And then, you know, he was preparing and planning. Dan is the smartest man alive. And he still is. And you know why he listened to God and he's listening to God. However, he is so organized and so like, this is what, what it's going to be. Like he said, he had a plan. He knew what he was taking. He knew where he was staying. He knew how, where, how far it was from the hotel to the event center where he was taking the test. To, and then once he's going to take the test, what he's going to do, what it's going to look like. And then how is it going to look like after he, was, he passed the exam, blah, 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 blah. He had it all figured out. And God said, no, oh, that's not going to happen. However. You also heard Dan say he believed it was spiritual. And I actually shared this, and I actually shared this with another friend of mine who I actually, so a friend of mine, he's like a brother to me, he lives here in Lincoln, and um, we used to coach basketball, and I, I started helping him. I said, I don't want any responsibility, but I'll pour in my whatever knowledge I can. And so we're, you know, one of the boys was his son, and they were in sixth grade at the time. Well, last night he played what ended up being his last game as a senior in high school for the district championship, and they lost by four points, and they were down by eight, came back within two, and he made the 
the shot that was so unbelievable to give him life again. Anyway, they left. They lost. I told him the other day, I said, I felt like, because we're having this discussion about things. And I said, I see a cloud around you of spiritual darkness. And I said, however, God is covering you and God is keeping that at bay. However, you're still in it because I believe God is teaching you something. And I, I believe God wants you to, to understand what's going on. And it's actually going to make you better moving forward and stronger moving forward. However, you got to let God be in charge. So I'd had this conversation with Todd. Well, then all of a sudden this happens with Dan a couple of days later. And I'm like, I'm seeing the same thing. And I don't see into the spirit world. So I want to be very clear. I do have sensitivities to certain things. I believe that happens when the more you dive into the word and into God's holiness. And uh, the more you seek that, the more he strengthens you and you become more aware of what's going on. And so anyway, I shared that with Dan. And I, the one thing I, I told Dan, I said, I believe God's trying to get your attention on something that you need to lay down. And I said, I don't know what that is. Only you know that. So obviously he had it all planned out. And then God's saying, hey, I need you to give me six months. So right now, by the way, and I'm, I'm just going to share some of this. And if you want me to shut up, Dan, just mute me out because he's still in control of the show. <laughs> yes. I mean, even to click the mouse and move the mouse to make this show work on his side, he has to really think about it. And it, 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 it's a little bit of work. So he looks great. I mean, he looks like a million bucks. He still looks like the smartest man alive. And I know he is. Because he's listening to Jesus. So with all that said, sometimes God is getting the attention. So those that are watching or listening, what is the attention that God wants? God wanted to get my attention too. And we joke about, you know, big leaguing each other. We talk about, you know, who's going in the rapture and you know, who's going to be first to go see Jesus. And I mean, we joke like those things. And we take it very serious though. Because we have a lot of responsibility. We have a lot of people depending on us. And we feel like we still have a lot to give to the world. However, if we're called today, we're ready. We're prepared. So the attention is, are you truly ready? And what can you modify? And sometimes we joke about things where we try to do everything to get it done in our own flesh instead of letting Jesus lead the way. And with that said, it was, it was a, another attention getter for me because even though the things were happening to you, I was like, wow, you know, it really put a serious twist on things. And uh, the great news, though, here we are. And I know God's got more planned for us. And uh, so, so now Dan, he's no longer called Dan. He's called Miracle Man, as Brian, Brian Veneri said. He's, Miracle Man, formerly known as Dan. Yeah, I love it. I'm just going to say this now because I think it's going to lead into what we're going to talk about today. We don't really have a message from Revelation today, but this kind of is the message. And I found out through this whole thing that's happening, and not that I found it out, I guess I just recognized it and realized it. There are three kinds of injuries that we carry with us. And just like Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. So if you take a look at your heart and soul, I kind of put those two together. So I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But when you talk about your strength, if you go backwards, that's your body, right? That's You can get an injury in your body. So there's two different kinds of injuries in your body. You have one that's on the outside and you have one that's on the inside. The ones that are on the inside are actually more can be more dangerous than the ones that are on the outside. And uh, I say that because you can see a scar on the outside, you can see a wound, and you can watch it heal. Like you know that your body has regenerative powers, and God built that and designed that into us. And it takes time. It just takes time. Some takes longer, some takes shorter. But then there's also the internal injuries, which I had, and that is an injury to your brain that you can't see. And so it can be frustrating because you can't see it heal, but you know. It was injured and it needs that time to heal. But then there's injuries that you can get in, let's just say in your heart, 
So it's called that the mind, if you will. So I know it says heart, mind, soul, and strength. I'm, I'm going somewhere. There's like three things that we can say that, that cause us to exist. And that is our body, soul, and spirit. So your spirit would be your heart and anything in your emotions. We can get injured in our emotions. And that could be mental health issues, mental disorders. It could be that you're uh, depressed, which I still think is a, is, a, is a mental health issue. You can feel suicidal. There's just emotional injuries. There's, a, there's things that happen to us externally and internally that cause damage and injury to us emotionally. And then the ultimate injury is the injury to the, to the soul. And that is when we don't accept Christ as our savior, we can't receive that healing that needs to take place in order for us to see God. And that really is, and that is a final injury. That is not, when, you, when we die, that's a final injury and it cannot be recovered. And so I've heard people say about the show that we do and what we're doing here on the show. Um, hey, John and Eric as well, that, hey, that's a great little show that you do. You know, you and GJ, that's a great little show, you know, <laughs> and I think, okay, you can call it little, it's fine. I don't mind that at all. It's, it, <laughs> it, it is little compared to a lot of other things that are out there. So I guess the million impressions a month is a little. That's a little. Yeah, I guess. I mean, there, <laughs> there are people that have more, I guess, but yes. but when, when people say that, I think to myself, okay, that's great. I, I don't even try to correct them because I want to stay humble in that way and know that when we reach out, we want to address the physical, the bodily injuries. We want to, we want to address the heart, emotional, spirit issues. But the main thing that we're trying to accomplish here with the show and getting your attention with end times and the things that are going on with the end times is we want you to be healed in your soul. That's the one thing that if you don't get that right with God, it's an injury that cannot be recovered once you die. So I don't know. I just wanted to get that out. I've, I've, it's been really churning uh, in my spirit to be able to say that we have these three different kinds of injuries, ones you can see, ones you can't see. And one of the ones you can't see is one that can be fatal for the rest of eternity. So that's why we do this. Amen. Well, that, that's highly... I mean, it's what you just said is so simplistic, the way you articulate it, because you are the smartest man alive, still, and it's right to the point. And even in the physical side, in your case, you can have a hole in your heart and still operate. When you have a hole in the soul, that may not be recoverable. And the one thing that this is happening to around me and Alita. This has happened individually with other people that have said they just thought at this point in life, life would be different. And the one thing that is very clear is, are you living a life? This is what I think, and this is what I'll ask. Are you living a life of purpose, on purpose, and for God's purpose? And if you don't do that, You'll never be fully on purpose and you'll never be fully happy in whatever it is. And here in the United States of America, we've been so spoiled that, you know, there's people out there right now in the world that, you know, they're wondering where their next meal is and they're wondering where their next, you know, how they're going to stay warm at night or how they're going to, you know, be safe at night. Uh, and I mean, that does go on here in, in the States. However, most people really don't experience that here for the majority. And it's like, okay, when you talk about eternity, you got two options. We're all going to bow down before Jesus. And a lot of times people say, I don't want to do that. I don't want him to, you know, take, you know, take me down a path. I don't want to go down. I was one of those people. I was a Christian, but I really didn't have a relationship. Cause I was like, I didn't want to go down that path because like, no, I got to figure out. I don't know where I want to go. If you want to come along with me, God, that'd be great. I mean, how stupid is that? And I see that happening all the time. So I believe this is a wake-up call. I mean, Dan's a walking miracle. We've seen it. I mean, we've talked about it. We've joked about it on here. It's like, okay, we talk about some of these heavy, the heaviness. It's like somebody didn't wake up thinking that there was going to be a volcanic eruption and they're dead. 
or they're going to have, you know, wake up to an earthquake or tornado, like what just happened in Oklahoma. I mean, people don't think about that or get hit by a car or whatever. People die every day. They didn't wake up thinking, I'm going to die today. And Dan almost died. And we've joked about it. And we don't joke about the situation. So I want to be very clear. But we, we realized we had to stay within who we are. And we've had to stay in, in a way that we can deal with these heaviness. And when we talk about end times, a lot of people don't want to hear that. People don't want to talk about it. However, we've done no marketing and people continue to watch and listen and it continues to elevate. I mean, that tells me God's behind it. And it also tells me people are interested, even though they may not want to, or they're afraid. And when you give your life to Jesus, a lot of the fear goes away. And I mean, I literally have no fear. If I died right now, I have no fear of where I'm going. Very much at peace. However, I'm, I'm, I feel like God's got more for me. And I know Dan feels the same way. And Dan's a living testament that we've talked about on the show for 120 shows, 120 weeks. You talk about getting real, you know, we're living it right here. So wherever you're at, and so I, I, I found something in today, and I, I just want to share this real quick, and we can take it wherever you want to go, Dan. This is your show. The goodness of God. Jesus told us we would face trouble. He promised to walk with us through the fire and carry us. In the middle of a storm, we can have joy and peace as we anchor ourselves in the unchanging goodness of God. and. I've said on this show, when the messenger of misery visits you and the messenger of misery will visit you, what will you do? And the only thing I found is you've got to give it to Jesus. And the other thing is, if you give it to Jesus beforehand, it's a lot less painful most of the time. So I challenge anybody that's watching or listening, where are you at? You can read, no matter what you've done, no matter what, where you're at in life, no matter how much it sucks, or like you thought you were going to be at one place at this point in life, and you're at a whole nother. I look at it as God gave, God was with you the whole time. You just may not have paid attention to it. And you're where you're at because God's going to use you to do something. And it might be to help somebody. It might be to help one person. And that person goes, helps many. God knows that and God will reward you and God will take care of you. So I think we've got to flip our filter, change how we look at things. And uh, instead of looking at what it says on our phone or social or what, you know, TV tells us or whatever it may be, they got it wrong. Jesus has it right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do want to go through some of the news things that we're, we have up there. There's some whoa, good things. Whoa. I didn't know there was any news. Yeah, there's lots of news. What's happened over the last two weeks? <laughs> but I do want to say this, is that one of the things that I, that I, I didn't experience, because somebody asked me this the other day too, they said, did you have any fear of death when you were going through that whole situation? And I, I just, I remember very distinctly going through and even saying to myself during the whole thing that was happening, I'm not afraid. Like I had no fear at all. And I'm not sure if that's normal or not. I don't know. I didn't fear that I was going to die. I didn't fear that I was not going to be around. If anything, I had this resolve that during the whole thing that I just got to get through this, whatever is happening, and then continue on. That's all I remember. I don't have any fear at all. And I, I honestly don't know if that's something that, would, that I would have not felt. I'm, pre I'm pretty sure I would have felt it. If I did not know Christ, I mean, if I, if I really truly did not know Christ and I went through that situation, I'm sure that fear would have been a major factor, but it just wasn't. And I, there's no other way I can explain that. But I mean, there are, I mean, I went through a stroke. There's so many people that go through strokes. There's books that have been written about it. I had the law firm that I work with, and I'm going to, thankfully going to be going back to in a couple of weeks part-time. We'll talk through that with the people that own it, but they sent me a package last night and in the package, they, they sent me a shirt, right? And it said stroke across the top and in one star. It said on there, very expensive. There's something, something I don't recommend. <laughs> I'm like, 
Yeah, it's very true. I, I definitely do not recommend it. But there are a lot of a lot of people that go through strokes. But there are people right now that are facing down even worse situations. And one of those things is this storm that just happened that blew through Southern California and Northern California. We're going to talk about that in a minute. We're going to talk about Oklahoma in just a few moments. We're going to talk about wars and rumors wars. We won't be able to get to all of it. But there are so many people that are dying right now. Like in this next 24 hours, how many people will slip into eternity? And I don't know about anybody else. I know you and I both agree on this, is that those people, those people that are dying, those are the ones that I want to be able to reach before it happens. Because I want them to have an opportunity to be able to say, whether they accept Christ or not, whether they accept life, the life that Christ has to offer or reject it. And like, I want them to have that opportunity because I don't want it to be too late. I just don't. And that is, if I, if I could say anything to any church, and maybe this is why I had to go through this, I don't know. But if I could stand up in front of any church and just say one message, this, is, this would be the message. Stop focusing on the programs that bring people in and get out and share Jesus by any means necessary. Like, yeah, you have to be concerned about money and all that. I think God will provide it if you're just obedient and listen to what he's telling you to do. And the one directive that he's given to the church is to grow, to reach out, to go and make disciples. That is all that he gave. That's all the only directive. Because he is the only one that can actually bring that truth and that light and that light into someone's heart. You can't do it. You can introduce them to it. You can bring them to it. You can have them at least see that there's goodness that God has for you, but you cannot make them accept Christ. You just can't. So we have to go and make disciples. That would be the one thing that I would say to any church. And if you're focused on trying to bring more people in and in any church, it doesn't matter what church you're in, that is usually the focus. I mean, I've worked in probably 10 different churches. I've I've actually worked with thousands of churches in one of the roles I was in. And if there's one thing, one thing that we should focus on, that's reaching people for Jesus. And that does not mean just bringing people in. It means going and making disciples. So I wasn't planning on saying that, but. Well, we did say this was going to be a different show today. And we'll get back on track. <laughs> yeah. More usual. At least we think. <laughs> yeah, Next maybe. week. Yeah, next week. Yeah. Well, I received three cards. Okay. I'm going to go. Not for me. In, Not no, for me. in no particular order. I received a card from my wife's office and they all signed it. You can see inside they've, they've signed it and wrote a little notes. And um, that was really amazing. But two, two cards that I just received, one kind of back to back. GJ. I just love his family. I haven't, I've only met him. I've not met anybody else. You've met my wife. Well, yeah, your wife. I'm talking, but she's one with you, so I don't really count that. But I'm I have not. Tell her that. I'm going to tell her that. Well, that you're one. Well, she'll appreciate that, but like, <laughs> no, I definitely. Well, maybe say, she won't. <laughs> what's no? What's that's right? What's the one thing I say about Alita every time she's on the phone? It is so good to hear your voice. Yeah, and how do you stay with that dude? Uh, I don't know. I don't say that. But <laughs> this card, this card right here, and I'm, I know the person who sent it is going to recognize it. This is from Miss Julianne Reynolds Yankovitz. And she sent me a text message, reached out to me the day after it happened, and said, and this is she was praying. Then she sent me this card. That was really, really special. And then I just yesterday got in the mail a card from Mama Reynolds. Whoa, whoa, Mama. Oh, Nanny. And uh, here's what she wrote. This is what I really love about, about the, the body of Christ. She's, she wrote, my Sunday school class is praying for you. Jesus has you! Exclamation point. Prayers, Nancy, Mama Reynolds. So, <laughs> AKA Nanny, Nanny. All the, all the grandkids call her Nanny. All the grandkids call her Nanny. I love that. Well, yeah, I definitely want to get to a couple things in the news and and kind of end off on a just a positive note about what God is doing around the kingdom. And so, GJ, just get ready. We'll talk about Christian Revival and David Jeremiah and some of the things that we had in the, in the chat. 
But I did want to present and just kind of show what's happening with some of the things around the country. See, nothing's changed, by the way. He's all, all of a sudden just taken over. Just <laughs> no, no, because you posted he about the cards. He's big league in me. He's now saying, here's what we're going to talk about. And you don't have a say in it. <laughs> I'm just, hey, nothing's changed. <laughs> no, you you posted most of this. It's all, and my family all... loves you more than me. I just realized that. No, they do not. Although Julianne is my favorite sister. Oh, yeah. She's also your only sister. Okay, so the uh, <laughs> <laughs> I say that about my sister, too. She's my favorite sister. I love my sister. So, GJ, go for it. I mean, you you posted almost all these. I don't think I even got on Telegram once or twice during the whole time I was there. So, Well, I don't know all that's going on in California because you live there. So you have firsthand experience. Here's what I know. When you're thinking about going to San Diego, California, you're thinking about going to the sun and the warmth. And oh, by the way, it snowed there. All right. All of Southern California, it snowed. Now, I, th I know a lot of it's gone. Then up there where you're at in the northern part, and especially in the Sierras, they may have, and I know we don't have the full, you were going to get the report today, and I don't know if they've already done it, given it, is it's probably going to be record snowfall ever. So I just look at this, there's your sign. Jesus said there will be signs. There's a sign. When you have the weirdest weather around the world happening, it's a wake-up call. And somebody can say, hey, oh, it's just weather. It happens every 100 years or so. All right, maybe so. But you look at all the other dynamics, there's a sign. I believe this is a sign of what is to come. And as Dan has done in the last four shows, you know, about the, the four horsemen, I mean, we know what's happening, you know, after Jesus' return. and. Um, I think this is just the beginning. Seven yeah, feet. Whoa. Yeah. It's so first of all, Southern California does not normally get that much snow. I just will will say that. I lived in Southern California for like never. <laughs> never. I've I lived in Southern California for 10 years and the entire time I was there. And since then, I know that there's some people that said they've been there for about 15 or 16 years, which would be the last 30 or some years have said they've not seen the weather get this bad in Southern California. So, yeah, they were expecting up to seven feet of snow this past weekend, and I think that there are some parts that did get it. They also experienced up to 75-mile-per-hour winds, which, you know, if you're in the East Coast, you're probably like, whatever. That's like one snowstorm. <laughs> you know, Northern, Cal Northern uh, New York, uh, Buffalo, Syracuse, they're probably like, yeah, we deal with that all the time, no problem. but you're talking about an area that does not normally have this kind of snow event, this kind of event happen. So it definitely is a major thing. And uh, there are some people that definitely did die, just like what happened up in Syracuse and Buffalo, because they got some freak weather as well. And people were stranded up there and died as well. So uh, definitely keep this in mind when you're praying. And then CJ, you posted, <laughs> you posted this one. And I thought, I cannot let that fly. I just can't. No, no pun intended. <laughs> All right. So especially if you read in the Old Testament, which I'm now in Leviticus, and uh, it's, Leviticus is not the easiest read. However, every time I'm like, God is so precise. This is what you need to do. Do these things. It'll be good. Don't do these things. It won't work out so good. So anyway, in the Old Testament, it talks about different things that have happened, especially when the Israelites were, you know, on the verge of leaving uh, Egypt, all these different things that happened uh, that God made happen. And I'm like, okay, I'm in the Old Testament. And I'm like, oh my gosh, here we are today. So I was like, is this a joke? That's the first thing I thought. Fish literally rain from sky and freak weather event. And there are photos of the fish. So I'm like, whether it was real or not, why did it make the news? And I'm starting to think, okay, there's a sign. And now in the, in the days of fake news and all the, you know, what's real, what's not real, CGI, the technology. I mean, you can make anything look real. Uh, Alita and I were watching a show the other day, 
and it's a really good show, a real wholesome show. I don't know the name of it. I know Eugene Levy's in it. It's about he's traveling, and some of it looks like the ability to make it look like he's somewhere is so good. It's like, is that real or is that in a studio? So anyway, I'm not dissing on the show. We really like the show. So I just, this grabbed my attention in the sense like, what is really going on? And then here's that little girl holding that little fish. And I'm just like, okay, there's something to this. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you take a look at the, the 10 plagues that hit Egypt in the Old Testament, which was the story of the Exodus. And uh, Exodus, by the way, means the way forward or come, coming out of and also going forward. That happened in the Exodus. There were frogs and locusts and flies and I think- Frogs. Frog. Yeah, I think I said, did I say frogs yet? I don't know. Did you say frogs? I don't know. Did I say frogs? <laughs> I think yeah. I did like three times. Frogs. And- <laughs> But the thing that really got me about that story is that up to a certain point, the diviners, the Satanists, if you want to call them that, the ones that just look to magic and divination in order to assist the king, they were able to replicate it. They were able to replicate what happened. And so when I think about that, I think, okay, well, then up to a certain point, though, Satan cannot replicate that anymore. So God is going to do something that is just absolutely out of this world, if you say, if you speak, if you will, and do something amazing like that. But yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting too. And I thought, wow, what a story. I honestly would have given anything to watch that happen, <laughs> like watching some fish. Despite, like, what is that? What is it? What's going on? The whole time when I, when I saw that storyline, I was like, this is Dan. He loves the, he's the one that finds these stories. He's the one that, that finds them and reports on them. I'm like, Hey, I feel like I'm stealing your thund- thunder. I feel like I was big league in you. No, you were picking up the slack for the time that I was down. So just blame it on the stroke patient. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you, you're actually closer to this than I am, but th- this so it's just a major event that happened this past weekend. So, so let, me, let me jump in here on this one because there, there's some news on this that you don't even know about. So I'm going to give you some inside news from one of our reporters from Kansas City, Mr. Brian Benary. So anyway, in Oklahoma, they, in this uh, primary in Norman, Oklahoma, which is you know just south of uh, Oklahoma City, they had uh, an EF, they were EF2 tornadoes. So there were seven of them. And I also found seven, seven, there's, there's a lot of ties to the, the, the number seven. And so I thought, okay, why, why that number? That was one of the things that went through my mind. So we had here up in, in Nebraska, we, we, you know, so you got Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska, we had storms, no tornadoes, but it was very heavy rain. And then the week ago we had nine inches of snow. So now of course the snow's gone because of the rain and a huge thunder going on when Kansas City they woke up the next day and all their cars if that were outside and anything that was outside was dusted with red dirt which comes from Oklahoma and it rained and stormed there they didn't have any tornadoes there so that's how much was going on and I'm like what sheer force for that to happen and then the dust to come and he took some pictures and so he's got proof. I saw the photos. Again, it's another sign of strange things that are happening. And uh, you can try to explain it as much as you can. But when it's happening at this rate across, across the globe, there's your sign. Yeah. This one picture right here you're seeing the, of this video, they've replayed it two or three times already. But of the cup, the Boston Bruins cup. Yeah, the Bruins cup. <laughs> But this, this picture of what you're seeing here where one house or two houses have been damaged and there's another house that has not been, it just reminded me of back in Santa Rosa, California. And if many people may remember that, that there was a massive storm, like a firestorm that tore through, literally tore through and left almost scar marks in several areas of Santa Rosa. And one, almost one entire neighborhood was taken out by this fire. Cars were melted, like in place, they melted in place. Whole homes were burned down to the ground where there was, there was a house there and there was nothing. And right next door, there was a house that was standing. 
It didn't look like it had melted. It didn't look like there was any damage. But for some reason, that house right next door was still standing. And I remember I went down there with my, my good friend, John Valinsky, who posted it on the chat a little while ago, who I know he's in meetings all day today. So for him to pop in and say, and say hi, that was pretty special for him to do that. But he went down and he was one of the first responders of the church down in that area. And we, we went down together. We actually flew. We were able to get a flight down there. Somebody paid for us to get down there. We just went around through the different areas and took a tour of all the damage. And I thought, these were people's things, right? Just in the home, you're unaware of what's going to happen. And they were evacuated. Most of them were evacuated. So thank God for that. But there were a lot of people that weren't. And they found out, they walked out and they saw the fire and they had to get out as soon as possible. And it just made me think, uh, and I know it was a roundabout kind of way of, of doing this, but this whole thing that happened in Oklahoma, the thing that happened in Santa Rosa, it just made me think, if you had to leave your house and everything that you own and save yourself, what do you grab? Like, what do you take with you? You only have a minute, maybe 30 seconds. What do you take? And uh, I'm not going to have anybody answer that question, maybe even us answer that question. But I know one thing, when Jesus comes back and takes the church, you don't get a chance to turn around and say, oh, hold on a minute. I'm going to go grab this. Like, it's going to be a time where you have to say, oh, Deborah, thank you, Debbie. Debbie's a good friend of mine from uh, Trinity back in the day. And uh, she's, she's the one, she says, hi, I'm glad I'm okay too, Debbie. But you're not going to be able to take it with you. So. That's all I want to say about that. I probably could go on and on, but moving on to wars and rumors of wars, GJ, what the heck is going on? Well, again, uh, first time ever on this show, we talk about Russia and China. Actually, that's, first time that's a joke. <laughs> every week, and every week is something new. And we know, you know, with the, the Gog and Magog war and you know, two countries, two of the largest countries on earth and the red armies. And I mean, there's just so many, so much symbolism that we can quantify right now. So then, you know, they're talking about strengthening their ties because of the Ukraine war, which is now, I guess has been going on for one year. And then Putin just went and did a speech to, I don't know who exactly who was in attendance, but they're in Russia you know, special uh, dignitaries and military personnel and governmental officials um, in Russia. And uh, he talks about what was happening and then what they were doing. And then even talked about the West, things that the West are doing. And one of the things that caught me is he said they're losing, the West is losing their way spiritually. And I'm like, yeah, well, because of course you didn't get it because you're Siri. <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be right back. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, he's leaving again, leaving me again, all alone. By the way, those that are watching, there's also an ad. It says Jesus Revolution, which is a great movie, and go see that movie. And it will. It doesn't matter what your belief is, you'll love the movie, and it really talks about revolution that happened around in Southern California and that turned into a revival. I, incidentally, we just had a revival happening in Kentucky. So I'm like, and I, and I told several people that are close to me and it's easy for me to say this now, but you could ask them. I said, I believe this movie is going to be a catalyst for revival in that timing. And, uh, so I find it ironic that we're having a revival in Kentucky and then now this movie's out and now other colleges are starting to pop up. And then when certain things are being said around the world as Putin, back to Putin, and he says the West is losing their way spiritually. There's a sign right there. And it's a wake-up call. And it's an attention getter. And no pun intended, the attention getter is happening every single day now. And if you're watching and listening right now, what are you doing about it for yourself? I think I've said enough about this. Moving on. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, and I'm actually getting to a point where I'm I'm getting pretty tired. So I'm gonna probably uh, sit down for a few minutes as soon as the show's over. But he actually went and laid down. 
Yeah, no, I just uh, I'm for some, I got a little dizzy, and so I'm just went went off camera for a minute. But yeah, so U.S. is, is expanding their troop presence in Taiwan. Uh, we they've probably quadrupled the amount of people that are in that area, troops that are, that that are going to be there. So one of the other things that I found out, and I cannot show a picture because I need to keep it confidential, and I won't say the source. And I know you're probably going to be like, oh, how do you know it's actually true then? You're just going to have to trust me on this. So I have a good authority that in the evening time in the northern part of the UK, there is a lot of military activity, a lot of training going on at nighttime. And there are, you know, they're shooting up rockets and there's a lot of noise at night. And I have this because I, there's somebody that lives up in an area that has witnessed that. And so there's a lot of military activity that has picked up even in the last couple of months. So we just have to keep our eyes on that. And with China talking about expanding and helping out Putin, and of course, the U.S. is trying to help Taiwan and the stuff going in Ukraine. And let's not even talk about all the things that we're not talking about, <laughs> right? Like Africa and South Africa right now is, they're, they're putting out this whole thing about Hey, be careful, get yourself together because there's going to be a power outage in South Africa. So we're not even talking about all that stuff. It just on and on and on we could go. But let me see what this one is. It says, oh, snap. The Western Journal does not like it. Okay, yeah. We're moving on to things that make you go, hmm, and leading up to tribulation. So, GJ, I just found out about this, but go ahead and take this one for me. Well, one of the mega churches there in, in California, which Rick Warren and a lot of people know him by a book that he wrote called The Purpose-Driven Life, which, hence, we're talking about purpose earlier. Are you in purpose? Are you living purpose? So are you in purpose, on purpose, for God's purpose? So anyway, I guess they, and I don't know all the details here. I just know, so they, I guess, were part of the Southern Baptist Convention ties. So anyway, they got expelled from the Southern Baptist Convention. And uh, so I don't know all the ties that they had formally. Because they, because Saddleback appointed a female uh, teaching pastor, so that's what's happened. So there's fallout from that, and um, I just find it ironic that we're missing the boat. Let's let's if people are taking it, people to Jesus, wherever they're doing it at, no matter how they're doing it, as long as God's in the middle of it, how is that bad? So I'm not saying it's good or bad one way or the other. I don't really know a whole lot here. What I know is, to me, we need to get focused on Jesus and keep Jesus the main thing versus certain other things. Yeah, well, I do know that Rick Warren just announced, I think in the last year, that he had a successor. And so that successor is now in position, but most people don't know his name. So, of course, they're going to throw out Rick Warren's name because this this guy has been just a major part of a lot of life change that has happened around the world. I mean, with the purpose driven life and, and uh, celebrate recovery and all the different people that have gotten out of the drug and alcohol and habit addictions that they, that are out there. I mean, he was pivotal in doing that and getting that started. Of course, the Holy spirit did the work and that's why it expanded so much, but it just uh, another way for me to be able to say what in the world are we focused on? Like this is supposed now. God bless the Southern Baptist Convention. They're doing a great work, I'm sure. A lot of people are getting saved under the ministries that are there for the Southern Baptist Convention. But what are we focused on? Like we're we're more concerned about expelling a church from our fellowship because they they made a move we don't agree with. When this has nothing at all to do with salvation, it, this bothers me. And so I'm glad that you picked this up and put this on there. This is not a good thing. It's actually a bad thing, in my opinion, that we're that concerned that somebody's going to get upset <laughs> at a fact that there's a woman teaching in the church. Well, I just want to let you know that the first person to see Jesus as soon as he was risen was a woman. So get over it. That's not the that's not that's not the, the views of the show necessarily. It's my view. But I'm just saying, get over it already. Focus on what really matters. Let's get people to the cross and let's get them there in a way that says, I'm not going to worry about this or that. 
but I want to get somebody in front of the cross of Christ so they, they can accept Jesus as their savior. So if that gets me in trouble, that's fine. I'll take it, but I'm going to get off my little high horse now and move on. <laughs> so thank, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Dan. Yeah. Miracle man. Maybe I'm getting a little too upset, but we talked about Ohio two weeks ago and the tragedy that's going on there. And just a little update that um, I think we found in the last couple of days, over 44,000 animals have now estimated to have been killed by that train derailment and the spill that happened in the rivers because of the toxic waste that's there. I mean, there's more and more that you're going to see about this. I wonder how many more people will actually die of certain things that are happening and the after effects of that toxic spill and that burn. And uh, this is, again, it's just reminded me of one of the judgments that come out in Revelation. We'll talk about this later uh, in, in a subsequent broadcast is that there is one angel that is able to impact one third of the waters that make it bitter. And bitter is kind of a translation to say it's just bad for you. And there's a whole, um, I think it's one quarter or one third of the earth actually dies because of drinking this water that's been contaminated. And so that's, this, that's why I think this is so important for us to look at because this is something that could really impact us going forward. So, Absolutely. And that's exactly the, the thing that I thought about is just how the, you know, and in the Bible it talks about what you just said with the waters. And I'm like, okay, well, there's so much water. How does that really happen now? I mean. You know, and this is a great example of what, how this will happen. And then all these other things that we talk about in that happen in Revelation. I mean, now it's, it's like becoming clearer and clearer right before our eyes. That's why you got to be ready. So let's move on to something positive. Yeah. We're going to end on some positive stuff today. Oh, you want me to do it? Yeah, yeah it's you. I want, I want to hear your perspective. I've done most of the talking here. And if you're saying, hey, gee, I want you to do it, I'll do it. No, that's okay. Um, um, I do want to wrap it up in a couple minutes because I, I, I know I've already said this, but I probably All right, thanks for showing. This show is now, no. No, no, no. We'll, we'll finish it out. So but most of us have already heard of by now that Asbury Theological Seminary, they had this revival breakout and there were people that were getting saved, people getting healed. There was an immense amount of repentance that was happening. And most of you heard me say two weeks ago that, when revival happens, a lot of people think there's some move of the Holy Spirit where people are laughing, falling on the floor and, and doing all that. And maybe that's something that could happen. I don't, I don't know. But I will say that no revival happens without repentance. Because when you're revived, that means that you have become new, that you have been given a second chance. And so when revival happens, it will start with a massive amount of repentance. So not only did this one particular campus have a, a breakout of revival and repentance, but a lot of other college campuses have now have now said, you know what, we want to see the same same kind of revival. We want to see the same kind of repentance that's going to take place. And so, uh, not only that, but there was, uh, I think, Times Square. They had a showing up there, and there were people in Times Square that crowded around and were singing worship songs, and and God was doing a work there. And then the movie Jesus Revolution comes out and it, uh, what, 2,500, I think, theaters and f over $15.5 million were brought in because of that movie. And I'm not saying that because of the money. I'm saying that because don't underestimate the power of Christ and the power of Jesus when it comes to what he can do in the heart of a human, in the heart of a person, because he wants to bring them into relationship with him. So. It's unbelievable. I love it. And then we're going to end off, I think, here with, I think you posted this, actually. Or maybe I did. I don't remember. But did you post this? I didn't post that one, but I can address it. And I love Dr. David Jeremiah and Brian Veneri actually introduced me to his teachings. And we've actually been to his church. He's definitely one of the, in my opinion, one of the, the leading I don't like to use the word experts because I don't think anybody's expert except for Jesus when it comes to, you know, re revelation and, uh, and heaven. And, but he does, his teachings are right on point and he does it in a very good way. The one thing, and, and it's, I'm, it's a, and I think victory, it's all about victory is remember that, that ours is a God of victory. So I, a, as mighty foes rise against Christians, remember that ours is a God of victory. And, 
we talked about victory a little bit and victory. And actually I was looking up the word victory before this show. So it's ironic. You picked that one, Dick. And, and as y'all have learned, if you've watched this, I don't know which ones he's going to throw up there. <laughs> so I got to be on my toes. So here's the definition of victory. The overcoming of an enemy or antagonist achievement of mastery or success in a struggle or an endeavor against odds or difficulties. Well, we're living those right for our eyes and God is in control. And as Dan said earlier, why does God allow certain things to happen? I think sometimes it, there's a lesson there for us to make change our own ways. Sometimes it's something that it has to put us on a different path. And sometimes it's, we don't know, and we may never know why that happened. I think a year from now, Dan will have a lot clearer understanding why these things happen for him. I know there's a blessing here, and the number one blessing, he's still alive. And here we are, real people that deal with real things, and we even talk about some of the things, and then we've been going through that, although Dan's been feeling the brunt of it. So we're, we're, we're walking this with him. So where are you walking? Where are you at right now? And wh wh what victory are you looking for? And if you're, you don't feel like you're living in victory, believe me, me and my wife had this conversation. It's like a lot of times we feel like we're on this island by ourselves. And although we know we have impact, we're like, okay, how much impact are we really having? And I'm like, okay, God had to show us like, I'm in control. It doesn't matter. Are you going to listen to me? And as Dan said, are you going to give me six months? So right now you're all, you're watching the show, you're listening to the show, and God is talking to you. Are you living in purpose? Are you on purpose? Are you living for God's purpose? And God's purpose for you is the best thing for you. It's the number one. And I resisted that for years. And Dan, he didn't resist it. He went along. However, it led us to this, becoming friends, and we met on a movie set. Obviously, I was the star. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're promoting the film. And we've become dear friends, and, and we have a brotherhood. So we, we banter to, against each other, for each other. We love each other, and we're definitely for each other no matter what. And so any, any of our joking, we're really for each other. And God is for you, and we're for you. And our, as Dan said, our number, one, our number one purpose for doing a show is being obedient. And we're amazed that we've been able to do 120 shows in spite of a lot of the things that we've had to deal with in our personal lives, travel, weather, deaths in the family. I mean, we can go on. However, we've stayed true to that. And God is being true to you. So what, what do you need to change right now? And you can say, hey, I, my life sucks and I don't know what to do. Give it to Jesus. He will show you a way. It may take some time. Well, however you got to your point, took some time. So it's going to take some time. However, he will walk alongside with you. We'll walk alongside with you, even though we're in different parts of the world. We got this show. We have endtimes.chat, which you can always go to no matter what happens here. Because whatever platform you're walking, watching on or listening to, we do not control. So endtimes.chat. I'm just going to lead, lead you in a prayer right now. So wherever you're at, no matter what you're doing, and if you know Jesus, what can you do to change? I mean, like Dan, Dan said, this is an attention getter. What's the attention getter that you need to uh, change? And it's a lot easier to, to pay the attention now than God giving you that attention because we've both walked that, that path and it, it can be very painful. I know firsthand. So I'm going to lead you in a, into a, in a prayer. So Father, we thank you for, well, first of all, we thank you for sparing Dan's life and, and, and healing him. So we ask for continued healing for Dan. We thank you that he's able to, to be part of this show. And without Dan, there would be no endtimes.chat. So we thank you for continuing to guide Dan and uplift Dan and everybody around him. That's first and foremost. And Lord, everybody that's watching and listening, they're turning to you in some way. And so right now, you know what that is. You know where they're at in life. You know what they've done. So all you have to do right now is give that to Jesus right now. So acknowledge, number one, that I'm a sinner. Number two, that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. Jesus died on the cross to forgive us for our sins, no matter what that is. 
and that we make the commitment to ask Jesus into our heart so that he can change our heart and change the path and change the the trajectory for our lives and those around us. That's all God really wants. And pay attention to do that. He will take care of the rest. We do not have to force it. God will just lead us. So I pray right now, Lord, everyone that's watching or listening is asking you into the heart that they recognize that the only way to you, the Father, is through Jesus, that Jesus died on the cross for our sins to forgive us so that we can have everlasting life and spend it with each other and spend it with you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I tried to do a little lip sync, but you took too long. You took too long. If there was any show that I would want us to share, I would want us to share this one. I mean, we 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 took a little sidestep today because of all the stuff that's happened, but and we went a little even a little longer than we normally go. But God bless you. I want you guys to stay true. I want you to pass this along, share this with as many people as possible. You can go on endtimes.chat. You can actually so lead them there, as a matter of fact. Just lead them there. They can watch this in about 24 hours and just pray, pray, pray and get our focus on Christ again. He really is the ultimate. He told us to go and make disciples. So go and make disciples. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to End Times Chat with GJ and Dan. If you decided to follow Christ, email us at endtimeschat at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. Tune in next time for more. And don't forget to pray, prepare, protect, proclaim, pray again, persist, persevere, and pass it on. God bless. We'll see you next time.